electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures hold some gains here as CPI comes roughly in line. Touch hotter on core. Uh, still eight straight months of declining year-on-year inflation. The two-year yield Rebounds to four and a quarter as attention remains on the banks. Our roadmap is going to begin with inflation and Fed expectations. CPI continues to rise, adding to the Fed's rate hike challenge. Plus, seeking buyers, regulators planning another auction for Silicon Valley Bank this after they failed to find suitors over the weekend. And speaking of trying to calm banking fears, well, a senior Treasury official tells CNBC that all uninsured depositors are safe. Let's begin with CPI ahead of next week's uh, Fed decision on interest rates. A lot of interesting internals, Jim. Used cars we were worried about down to uh, 2.8 a month. Yeah, look, index for rent is up 0.8. And we've been just reading a lot of stories about how rent has peaked. That's very important. Uh, Lodging away from home. We're now hearing that maybe people are at their last leg in terms of spending for going away. Uh, Morgan Stanley on consumption. Mm-hmm. And then airfare is definitely a problem. There's no doubt. But if you're going to stop traveling as much or you could say that United is saying the opposite, airfares actually are still up. And then I look at this overall and I just say, well, it's not a great number. It's not a spike. The trend line's OK. It gives the Fed ammo to be able to do 25 without making us feel like uh, that they're going to put the system under, given the fact that we got the, the somewhat explicit guarantee from Treasury. You referred to Morgan Stanley. This is a chart Katie Huberty put out yeah. today, basically looking at the methods people are using to fund uh, their spending. Right. Uh, for a long time, it was excess savings, but you see that blue line spike. That's that's actual income. I thought that was relying a great chart. on their their payroll yeah. and then credit cards too. Right, and I think that what you're looking for is some end to the long money, short time trade, which was also this. Um, you know, I think life's too short trade. David, you know, what we need to see is that the spending binge declines. And I think the events that occurred the other day also is going to chill spending. So I think the Fed's going to get what it wants. But I think if they don't do up 25, then people say that they're panicking. So we're back to 25. 50's off now as a result of 50. the mini banking crisis, if we want to call it that. 50's, 50's reckless and zero's reckless. And zero is still reckless, based yeah. on at least this number. Yeah, that's the way I'm looking. What about Nomura with a cut? Well, I wish Nomura would buy Silicon Valley. <laughs> Shut up. Nomura's anyway. still dealing with Archegos. Well, okay, well, give me some farm. How about RBC? I'll float that one. RB, no, don't. See, what's interesting is, is that you can float anything at this point. I don't want to do that. But what you need, because of the problems that we have with our doctrine about concentration, you need a foreign bank to buy Silicon Valley Bank. If the auction fails, then people are going to say, well, wait a second. What is the price discovery of these banks? Uh, and it, it, I think that Silicon Valley is a unique outlier. They did everything wrong. But if it was really so great as all these venture capitalists tell us, doesn't it have some value? 
Well, I mean, speaking of uh, the inability to sell Silicon Valley Bank and the continued focus on the banking industry, particularly the regionals, I think that is a real question here, uh, the fallout from that. Right. In particular, guys, the inability to, to find a buyer over the weekend uh, for Silicon Valley Bank. You know, if you'd had someone come in, someone as in a large, well-known bank, right. that would have given confidence, I think, uh, to the market in the sense that, hey, yeah, there's a lot of value there. And so yeah. that is still a, uh, an open wound, so there. to speak. It's so, still out there. Everyone's buying these today. But as that said, done. you know, and, and as you well know, confidence is the key. And to the extent right. that you can watch stock prices moving higher, uh, that will certainly be helpful in terms of psychology, sentiment, confidence. But uh, from what I'm hearing from D.C. right now, at least, and people who are sort of talking to Treasury still, there's still a lot of concern. Right. Uh, there's concern that, hey, are we going to figure out Silicon Valley Bank to find somebody to come in there that is appropriate? Um, it's to be And there is concern about the rating agencies and right. what is the next step they take. Remember, they, as they often are, were the were sort of the match that lit the fire at, at, at SVB right. in right. terms of the timing oh, there. Oh, absolutely. Now, one of the things I... One of the reasons why this has been so different is in the other times, it's 2010, 2009, the issue was equity. Do the banks have enough equity? This is confidence. Do they have enough deposits? And it is absolutely true that it's so easy to, to journal deposits to J.P. Morgan that you have to understand, you know, Bank of America, that that's what this is about. This is not about do, do they have enough money uh, in terms of equity. It's do they have enough deposits. I mean, for instance, let's take Huntington Bank shares. The Huntington Bank shares, very good bank, uh, did not see any outflows Thursday, did not see any outflows Friday. Uh, written reports about how much insured have suggested that they don't have enough insured. Actually, they have the most insured of any region. So when you look at Huntington Bank and you see it yields, what, 6%, you say that's a bargain. And I do think it's worth buying. But at the same time, when we, if we find out there's a failed auction, remember, FDIC... Doing the, they're not really that good at doing auctions, and J.P. Morgan's the one that would be a buyer, but they're not allowed to because of our doctrine. Then I think you buy H-Ban, you want to hold it, but someone's going to come in another way of a selling when it comes over the tape, if it does. No buyers for Silicon Valley. Well, there aren't any as of yet. No, they're not. Um, we are seeing a nice bounce, as you see, in all those regionals. There was a lot of concern, I think, yesterday, Comerica, Stock Price, Key Corp. These are very important City. banks in their communities. Um, but City. City, City actually has a much better deposit base than people realize. They do a lot of cash management. Yes. Schwab yes. is a much better, better but it, it's deposit not, you know, what, they do a lot of But what you management. also have right now is a lot of people looking at the health and maturity portfolio of a lot of these banks. And by the way, across the board, what has been the impact of this rapid rate uh, rise in rates over the last year? Right. And, what, and have we really taken account for it? That, of course, we saw with Silicon Valley Bank in terms of both their uh, uh, available for sale portfolio of bonds and also their health right. maturity. But now, guys, you have a lot of people analyzing the health and maturity portfolios, even at the biggest banks, and saying, what would the markdown, what is the right. proper write-down? It, well, it doesn't really matter as long as deposits don't flow out. And as we know, for the biggest banks, they're flowing they're, in, they're, not out. They're, they're taking out. in billions. Yeah. Uh, meantime, right, you got, right, they are. You got um, the Fed initiating this internal review of their supervision, and we'll get results in May. Uh, you've got uh, Ackman versus Griffin now. Griffin and the FT saying uh, this used to be a capitalist economy well, breaking down before our eyes. You know, we're an economy that Hamilton did not want concentration of banks. So we used to be a uh, we're trying to stay true to Hamilton 
not trying to stay true to Marx and Engels. And it's important you recognize that we have we uniquely have supported small, medium sized business. And I don't know what he wants to do. But if you want to make it so that that's no longer the doctrine, the Hamilton doctrine, then that's absolutely fine. It's not what I want. I mean, I had Colin Frost on last night. OK, uh, Colin Frost has and you like this, David, they, they almost nothing hold maturity because they always thought that was pretty reckless to do. They go very short and they have sticky deposits. And that's why the CEO bought a million dollars worth of stock yesterday. Ken Griffin says losses to depositors would have been immaterial. Well, Follow what his, I mean, the man's a walking computer. It's hard to argue with him. But well, that say. said, I, right. I, I don't know. Do you agree with that statement? No, no. Um, you know, we, we, if you're rich, man, you're right. That's America's I mean, and by the way, doctrine. why is that moral hazard? I'm really supposed to yeah. analyze every bank that I'm depositing money in in terms of, oh, let me make sure I know their health to maturity well, portfolio is being marked properly, and let me take a look at what they've got really available for sale. You know what? I don't feel really comfortable with the mark on that, that, on that bond. I mean, come on. You can't do that. Look, you see all those banks that are up there, regional banks? We don't need any. We can go like a Britain-style bank. But again, that's not the doctrine of the United States. So he, this, this man may say that we've become more socialist. I will come back and say, change the doctrine. Change the doctrine. Let's have it all go to Jamie and to James a bailout would and to have been Brian. When, you know, you save the bank and save its equity holders and well, bondholders, that, 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 well, that, that didn't happen. That hasn't happened. That, look, I'm never stipulated. If they're rich, I don't disagree with them because that way I never get in trouble. If you're a billionaire, you're right. But can we just say that it's about equity? If they don't have enough equity and you need them to raise equity, I agree. But we're talking about depositors, for heaven's sake. We're not talking about shareholders. Yeah, well, this We're is why saving uh, shareholders. This is why people are uh, charting deposit betas now, right? right. Which uh, where uh, SVB was at the far end of that. Well, they were not a real bank in retrospect. We didn't know that. Now you actually could look at it. There was a page. But were they making it. a lot of bad loans? I mean, I don't they, know no. that they were. No, they I mean, weren't. You know, the last banking crisis no, was, was based on the fact that really at the at its very base. A lot of people were getting mortgages well, that they couldn't pay back. Right. Well, they and were, there were terrible lending decisions the being made. No, they were, By the way, they moved were, completely away from the banking system to these more or less unregulated uh, part of the markets. But then were being securitized and then spread all over right. the world. But they, That's they, not happening. This is not that knew, at all. No. They knew how to lend against uh, common stock that didn't exist yet. Okay. So did First Republic do that. That's one of the reasons why First Republic got in the suit. They right. did that too. Did they? I mean, yes, First Republic, my yes, experience with it is they'll give mortgages at very aggressive prices to high net worth individuals who then will deposit their money. There. Well, if the rich screw up, it's their own fault. But that's the, you know, the, the that. business model. It's flat. Yes. Um, he also said if they're unhappy, it's their own fault. I, look, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to go back to the, the, the fundamental notion that that bank was unlike any other, that they, when you looked at what they had, they had very little, and they also bought a generational loan. General Relations Low, they bought the, most of the bonds there, David. Say again, what? They bought government bonds at the generational low. Yes, they made a very now bad I choice in the duration that. of the bonds that they purchased at when they received a lot of deposits. They should have gone right. short term. We wouldn't be having any of these conversations if they had. So, and by the way, there still may have been an opportunity there at some point to save this bank, but obviously that wasn't. Well, but I, I think that, David, there was no, they didn't want to save it. It was really hard to understand it. Yeah. 48 hours. Yeah, that's true. So right. when, when Wells comes out today on, on Western Alliance and reiterates an overweight and says 150% upside, you look askance or not? No, that's fine. I mean, I, I think 
I were going over this with my team for the Chapel Trust with Jeff Marks. And Jeff Marks said, okay, why don't you go be a hero and buy Western? Why don't you just make a stand? And I said, no, I'll make a stand on Huntington Bank because I know exactly where they are. But, you know, we can't be in a situation up here. Let's say I say, you know, that one's safe. Well, you know, I'm not so crazy about being ridiculed. Even I. I'm a, but Mr. that said, I mean, we had the senior treasury official also who said, you know, basically it all is safe. Right, I know. And it should all be safe. This, what the Fed, the, the Treasury and FDIC did on Sunday evening should basically As, Assuming your supervision and regulation is appropriate, right. which is now under question. Well, but yes, it is. I mean, we know that there's, un, that, that, well, this, remember, we have one we have a merchant bank, which we typically don't have in the country, and that didn't have as much money in, and they had a very small deposit base, and it was easily journaled. Remember, there was a fire, and they yelled fire, right? It was a fire, because they couldn't get the deal done. Yes. Back to the, why don't you come back to tell people what happened in terms of trying to get a deal done to save this bank? Well, we're back failed. to Silicon Valley Bank, but I mean, I think it's... Well, I'm the, saying that was the beginning. It was, but it's an important point to say here that People shouldn't necessarily be moving their deposits out of any of these banks at this point, well, given at least what has taken place. I've checked, I've checked with an, an enormous number of banks that, that had no outflow. But some still have. But First Republic had a big outflow it over did. the weekend. It did. It had a very big outflow. And we see, don't know without, the numbers. Without knowing we don't what know the WAL whole. had, without knowing what some of these others had, I need to see the figures of what went out. Because this is about deposits and confidence. It's not, not about equity. And I wish that the big rich people who come out and talk, maybe this is a good time to, I don't know, go, why not? Well, that's like walk your dog or something. That's why we're all going to be watching the, the weekly data on, on commercial bank deposits. Yeah, well, I mean, I just don't, I, I, look, this is about, do we want a community bank system? This is what happens if you have one. We, we think it's good in this country. While we're talking, Jim, uh, some headlines hitting the tape on Meta, sort of confirming what we had discussed and what the journal reported on Friday. Uh, expects to reduce team by about 10,000 people. Jeez, he's unbelievable, that guy. Of course, after cutting 13% of headcount uh, last year. Well, I mean, he was the first to, you know, Zuckerberg came out on that fabled conference call and said, listen, I think that things are going to get worse in the economy. Uh, the question was whether it's worse at Meta or worse economy. That was kind of a parse word thing. But... This man, every time he cuts, people raise numbers. And I also know that Reels is doing much better. I know that Instagram is doing much better. I know that they've tried to figure out a workaround, what they actually may have, to try to be able to identify for advertisers who's looking at it. Wow. So um, this is the year of efficiency. It's really, um, I mean, the 11,000 was 13%. This is 10,000, obviously, off a smaller base, given the 11,000 already. So this is a larger percentage cut in the, in the overall employee base, not to mention, guys, around 5,000 additional open roles that they haven't yet hired. So they will close 5,000 additional open roles. In other words, I guess they're no longer wow. looking for 5,000 jobs that they had been to fill, and they're going to cut 10,000. Um, these are big numbers. He, he does say this numbers. is going to be is, tough, and there's no way around that. Well, I think that... A, a lot of Silicon Valley was like this, uh, just fat and flatter is faster. I got, this guy is really, geez, he's about making the quarter, making the year. He's about profitability. He's about winning. He's, this guy's turning into Lombardi. 
Not, not Reed. I mean, winning is the only thing with this guy, which, of course, he never really said. Is this, is this a Muskian approach to, uh, to efficiency? I think it's and, tough. And count? It's tougher than that. Leaner I, I, is better, who, flatter have you ever, is what faster. CEO is ever, name me a CEO who has taken these kinds of actions with a balance sheet like he has. Well, with a balance sheet like he has, yeah. I mean, in other words, a very great balance right. sheet. And he gives you good package, by the way. You know, Bill, Bill Gurley is famous uh, for saying, if you're going to do layoffs, don't do it twice. Like, try to get it done and, and get to the, the level you need to be. I love Bill. I think, for morale. I think the only... The only what? Jim, I, Jim, what happened here with Zuckerberg? Like, did, did somebody... I got He him. just... I mean, he seems to have, everything he's saying now about efficiency no. and flatter is well, faster and leaner is better. And, because and, he realized that he's got this fantastic business and he's spending too much money on it. You know who else did this? It really is Twitter. I mean, it is Twitter. Uh, Musk fires. That was with a fresh look at the books. Right. Right. I mean, well, I think that the I can buy the Musk analogy. I just wish I did the public numbers. But ah, David, this is guys. I what? also there's Which something else in this have? memo that I like. What he says in person work is better. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> for for God, someone who comes God. in five days a week. Yes, and has been. Our early analysis of performance data suggests that engineers who either joined Meta in person and then transferred to remote or remained in person performed much better on average than people who joined remotely. Wow. Um, send this to Jamie Dimon. Engineers earlier. Jamie doesn't need that memo. No, no, he'd like to say, listen, Zuckerberg. Engineers who joined earlier in their career perform better on average when they work in person with teammates at least three days a week. There is a paragraph here that basically says you're coming back to work, as in in the office. Is that neutron bomb Zuckerberg? What do they call him? I mean, this is... That's this, page four this, of the memo. This I like says, that. This, you know what it says? This says BMS at the top of it. Buy my stuff. Um, well, I, I think that's an interesting point in the whole back-to-work yeah, debate you know, when that we've had. Back to the office you know, just debate. Just a second. I'm trying me. to get his deposits. Although we know nobody works What do you have here on his deposits versus... Um, what do you got here on his held to maturity? What? Oh. Oh. First National Bank of Zuckerberg laying off people. This thing is going higher. I didn't even mention NVIDIA. I got good at NVIDIA. <laughs> we, do. we didn't mention NVIDIA. I encourage- oh, I forgot I talked about Western Alliance Bank. I'm sorry. <laughs> he wants everybody in person, Jim. Well, I encourage I'm, you to work with your he, colleagues he, uh, in person. He's kind of, he, wants, he looks like he wants to re- run a real company. Uh, we're going to stay on top of the meta news, obviously, as we work through this memo and the announcement. Uh, we'll take a look at futures here. Talk about some of the airline guidance we're getting today at the J.P. Morgan conference. Got a new chief at Honeywell. Got some private equity deals. More Squawk on the Street continues in a moment. The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind. 
just like Hacker has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. All right. Eight minutes before we get to an opening bell, you've seen, of course, we're going to have a higher open uh, for sure. Let's get to a a good old mad dash. You know, David, in the midst of of wondering whether certain banks we never heard of until yesterday are safe, I think we took our eye off the prize. And that is uh, two papers that Microsoft put out that are really rather amazing about Microsoft's bet on Azure unlocked an AI revolution. Now, how are they doing this AI revolution? Well, David, if you turn to page three of 12, it says this infrastructure of how they did it included thousands of NVIDIA AI optimized GPUs. Thousands? Well, people didn't think they were even selling any. It's definitely thousands. The second paper confirmed that too. So uh, next week, March 21st, is the day when Jen Sem will outline it. But in the interim, people have to recognize that NVIDIA is sitting on a gold mine. I mean, literally, if you need, if Microsoft needs thousands of these really expensive TPUs, so does everybody else. It doesn't work without them. They create a supercomputer that allows this kind of AI to go on. But, you know, people aren't paying attention to that because they want to know about Western Alliance. Yeah. Which was something I remember from the game of diplomacy. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do think that people have to focus on how does AI work. AI works on NVIDIA. NVIDIA. Right. And all those profits that people are going to make from NVIDIA stock when the earth is a barren husk inhabited by Android armies. I don't know. How's that going to feel? David, what does that have to do with the uh, price to relation to positive of first I want to hear from him about AI in terms of. But I'm saying we don't they don't seem to know what they're creating. Oh, David. The natural language models, they, are they you don't a know how quickly. Billionaires they don't, opine. They don't you know don't get quickly, to opine. They don't know how quickly I'm it's gonna going get, to get improve. I'm going to get me a billionaire. Okay, I am far I, I from that. But I do but think that it's I am important. Concerned. Well, I'm looking at the gross margins and I'm looking at the numbers. And you Look, if you want to go look into the human soul and the ethos. Oh, I want well, to talk about you. the fact that we're going to soon be slaves to AI. Yeah, you short NVIDIA. I'll tell you what. Why don't you send me an invitation to your funeral? Jim Fisk. I'm just saying. This could be it. This could be the end of the human species. Well, I, we were not that good. Thanks to him. I, mean, we, I don't know. Some people think that we're um, eating soiling green. It was a short run anyway. I mean, you know, you know was he like eating soiling green? Come on, imitate him. Imitate him. 
David can Edward do Edward G. Robinson. David can do Edward G. Robinson better than Edward G. Robinson. Want me to do who Heston. had an unbelievable art collection? Go ahead. No, I'm not going to do that. Give me dope. No. Come on. Let's do Heston instead of that movie. Soylent Green is people. <laughs> All right. We're back. After Western this. Alliance. We've got five minutes on opening bell. For more than a decade, Comcast has been committed to bridging the digital divide and connecting millions to affordable high-speed internet. But the barriers to get connected go well beyond affordability. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Project Up, building a future of unlimited possibilities. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. The announcement from Meta this morning that it's laying off uh, 10,000 more employees comes with this memo, which is a really... A deep dive by Zuckerberg yes. uh, to sort of frame what tech companies are in for in an era of higher interest rates. I think we should prepare ourselves for the possibility, he says, that this new economic reality will continue for many years. Higher interest rates lead to the economy running leaner. More geopolitical instability leads to more volatility. And increased regulation leads to slower growth, Jim. This is not about making the quarter or the year. No, it's not. I mean, you know, I can joke about that. But what this really is is saying, okay, look, maybe we're in for leaner times. Uh, I think that the advertising model, David, you know advertising is bad everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, advertising is, as we said many times, one of the first things to go when companies choose to pull back. But this is more, so much more than that. This is this... He's sort of talking about a new age. The age of excess is over. It's an existential piece. And now we're in the age of efficiency. Or at least that's what Mr. Zuckerberg is saying right there. Um, you know, maybe it uh, did excess, the age of excess make us bloated and lazy, Well, they're reducing the size of the recruiting team. I mean, I think that this is the opposite of what Jassy did. They're going to have cut 21,000 jobs in a short period of time. They're eliminating another 5,000 jobs that they were looking for people to hold. They're going to basically say, come back to the office at least three days a week. In person is what's important. It's and he's talking bold. about efficiency every other word. It's very bold. Is there any company doing what he's doing? Well, Not that I know. This is a pretty bold It's a move. very bold uh, suggestion that the world Remember, if he's doing this, he's not blowing billions on on the actual metaverse either. I think people should recognize that this is a document that says, if you think I'm blowing billions on metaverse, I'm not. We're going to be circumspect. Uh, Look, I I think that this is, they had a great time out there. And the combination of Silicon Valley Bank and this memo says, the great time is over and uh, they're going to be like the rest of us. Uh, it does nothing to change your thesis about whether to buy tech or not, right? Well, I mean, I, you've already been pretty light on it. I have been because I think that there's only going to be a couple winners, and I'm very anti-enterprise uh, software. I mean, look at GitLab today, which is everyone told me is going to be a very good you know, company that helps you develop, uh, David, these companies that develop apps. I mean, no, sold to you. I like there's going to be a handful of tech companies that are doing very well. We know that uh, Mark strikes back, that Salesforce actually did okay. Uh, I told you that NVIDIA is terrific. Apple's got a great balance sheet. Uh, I question what Alphabet's doing. I question what Amazon's doing. And um, Meta knows what to do. There's not a lot, David. There's not a lot of tech that you want to own because everybody owns enterprise software. 
And there's too many. Still? You know, there's another 500 enterprise software companies looking for capital. 500. Not 50, but 500. And that's the new era, which is that, you know, bye-bye happiness. So again, there. back to our discussion yesterday, echoes, rhymes with dot-com uh, shakeout. I'm not I mean, going to I, I disagree two, with that. Early 2000s, yeah. We just don't need that many companies that help you do uh that go in the cloud and help you generate new software in a different. Although, David, did you see a Blackstone did a buy of a company that's? Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna actually talk about all these LBOs, but continue. Well, I'm just saying that there's too many companies. There's too many. Uh, there's too many fintech. There's too many enterprise software. We don't need them all. They have to coalesce or go under. And I think that Mark Zuckerberg's really got a, this is a manifesto which just says, we got to be like the rest of the companies in this country and the world, which is that we're trying to, we have to be like a railroad. A year of efficiency. Oh, no, I, I can't use that anymore. Because a year of efficiency. No, I'm saying we, remember, most of our companies, David, they try to find fewer people for more, right? Most of American companies are about firing people. Large companies net don't hire. I just feel like, did he go on some sort of retreat and come back with like a whole new mindset? Well, his, oh, he's he go saying that. His early, his early macro warnings that. were last summer, right? They were. They were. I think he's very into, he's much I feel like he did an Aaron Rodgers thing, you know, <laughs> and then came back and was like, efficiency. I've finally got it. He went into a dark place. Is he, is he oh. selling all his homes? Is he, what's he doing? Is he getting down to the basics? Well, I don't think he's actually, you know, on speed dial. Does he have one car now? <laughs> Are you? I, 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 I just, I don't know. Now, David, come on. All he's done is say, listen, we got to be, we recognize that there are a lot of risks, that the economy is not that good, your efficiency. If you were to go to Cleveland and you meet with Eaton or Parker Hannafin, two of the best performing stocks of the year, what they're saying, you know, it's an era of efficiency. You know, key technology is the main thing. And we basically have that, that more in-person time, and we invest in tools to get efficient, which is exactly what he's saying. This is like what... If you're in, this is a Cle- the Cleveland memo I'm calling. This is the Cleveland memo. And not Euclid Avenue, where, I, our, friend, I, I, where our friend John D. was from. I don't understand what you're talking about. No, I'm saying Cleveland, that this is, Euclid Avenue. No, this is you, a memo. Industrial America has embraced this, these theories a long time ago, which ah. is that you've got to fire people. You can't hire people. You don't take a lot of stock-based compensation. You actually run a company like a company that knows that the reality is tough. This reads like that. Um, That's good. Now I understand what you're talking about, and now I will ask you a question, which is, with all this efficiency and all the cash flow this company does produce, what's it going to mean for the earnings? Well, I think he's thinking bigger than the earnings, as Carl said, but I think that means that, and we haven't seen big CapEx yet. That's next. You mean big cuts in CapEx? Big cuts in CapEx, because you're not, you lay off these people, you don't know CapEx. But I think it means that, the earn, that, that he's going to blow away the earnings like you've never seen because he's, David, he's doing more with us. Yes. No, I mean, not joking around. This is a very serious memo. And I think that if Amazon were to read this memo and Alphabet and some of the other companies out there, they would say, wow, you know what? We've really got some work to do because we've been living in a fantasy world. And that fantasy world's over. So it does give others cover in a sense. To, to do their own. Well, I mean, look, Amazon can't figure out who to fire. Alphabet wants to know what to do against Microsoft. Microsoft's doing pretty well, but I'm sure they could lay off a lot of people. 
If you don't, if you want well, to do more, well. it, it does kind of read like a manifesto. Flatter is faster, leaner is better. In right. person is in, he's really hung up on in person. I'm not you worried about commercial it. real estate? It's one of the most important stories of the last two years. Is the fact that I, everyone's worried the about way commercial real estate has changed. And we've had a great deal of debate about it. We've obviously settled on the fact that we're never going back to the office full time. I do think it's notable that Mr. Zuckerberg says, hey, we've done an early analysis of performance data, which we have been waiting for. Our, our company's more productive with people out of the office or in. And he says, guess what? In person works OK, better. so here's what he probably saw, just what I've seen, which is that on Fridays, people play more video games than they do work. Now, I wish that were, I mean, there's a high proponent of people who do not work hard on Fridays. That's actually available. Remember, you can go and see what pipes people are on. And, you know, they're on a lot of Call of Duty, with single game shooters, David, Grand Theft Auto. The fact that this is actually true is frightening. Uh, yeah, we had Danny Meyer on the show last week, and he said the early hour, the early dinner hour is on fire because people can slink out of the office and your boss never knows. Look, right, because they're not actually leaving yeah, the office yeah. because they're home. Well, he knows. You, you can see what people look at. And they don't work as far. No. Well, uh, clearly, Mr. Zuckerberg we, seems to believe that. You know what, so by again, the way, I, you know, you is know, that definitive? Is that going to mean that they're suddenly going to be in, in the world of technology where, in particular, there's been a great deal of remote work? Right. That things are going to change dramatically? Well, Probably think, not. Don't you think what but he's saying is, is that in the year, year of efficiency, you don't need to work here? You can go elsewhere. We're not. Are this the, the line I encourage you all to find opportunities to work in person has a real tap on the shoulder kind of right, thing. Which it is, does. Like, you know, look, not everybody. There's no guaranteed, uh, guaranteed meta income. What's the matter with that? Do you think, David? Do you think that right now, that right now, John Deere, you can loaf off? No, of course not. No. He, this is. The, what they do. Do you think Ford right now is trying to hire people or fire people? Ford? Well, I'm just using it. I'm fire saying, people. I'm saying they? industrial Sadly. America has come I don't to know this. What's going no, on. I'm saying that Meta is now about. starting to act like a grown up company, and there's a lot of other companies out there that do enterprise software in the exact same way, and they've got to really worry existentially about their business. Because when you look at GitLab, which is just a darling until today, a darling, you say to yourself, wow, um, do we need GitLab? Maybe we don't. Remember, Salesforce, until two weeks ago, we didn't need You know, I think that, I think that this is the reckoning for these guys. And, and I think Zuckerberg's well ahead of it. And I, I'm not laughing. I think he's pretty, this is a very smart manifesto. Um, Guys, as we keep an eye, of course, on the banking industry in particular, the regional banks, that significant rebound. Didn't want to lose sight of the fact that we have some M&A this morning uh, in the form of a lot of leveraged buyouts. Now, a lot. I guess I don't want to get carried away here. And, of course, the nature of leveraged buyouts certainly of late has changed to a certain extent. More equity, uh, less debt has typically been the case. And, of course, the cost of capital having gone up, well, these companies may or these sponsors may not be in a position to pay anywhere near the prices they once did. Again, given that the deals include more equity, less leverage, and they're paying more for that leverage as well. That said, a few deals to go through here. Univar is the biggest of them. You can see it's up nicely, of course, on the price that Apollo is paying um, for that uh, company. It's in the chemicals industry. 33.6% premium. 
to the volume weighted average price for the 30 trading days that ended on November 22nd. That's because this has been out there for a bit of time. Um, Blackstone also stepping up again. This is a company that actually was a SPAC, a Dragoneer SPAC. You get 850, you don't get the 10. A SPAC? Vista still owns 81%, but they oh, took it they're public they're through a SPAC. SPAC. Dragoneer the sponsor of SPAC. So the SPAC owns like 19%. They're buying in the whole thing. So this is the big seller to Blackstone of Cvent. It's an asset they bought a number of years ago for 1.6 billion or so. For large events. Events. But is this this is not the rival Ticketmaster, is it? No, no, no. This is um no, it's technology solution powers entire event management process to maximize the impact of events. Um all right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Sure enough. Yeah, 22,000 customers globally, nonprofits, corporate, higher education, hospitality. Is it in the clouds? Is it in the cloud? I think it's I think it's in a lot of clouds. Yeah. I think it's in everybody's hey, good cloud. to see a SPAC get a buy from a real company. Yeah, so, hey, you, you didn't get 10, maybe if you'd redeemed, but at least you're getting 850. That's nice. Um, by the way, interesting to note the presence of Abu Dhabi in both, Adia in both. Um, that's the Abu Dhabi Investment Authority, significant minority investor alongside Blackstone in the Cvent deal, and as well a minority investment in the uh, Univar deal. So that's where the money is. Well, you want to go where the money is? Go to Abu Dhabi. Uh, look, whether I, it's I'm waiting for them to buy Adia, Adik, Silicon or Valley Mandala. Bank. Could you buy Silicon Valley Bank? Well, some Canadian bank could make a major move here. They. They got a lot of money and they How want about, to put it to work. I'm telling um, you, I like the Santander. It's just from and, total left field. And finally, guys, Momentive. Uh-oh. Remember this name? Yes, Survey Monkey. Yes, Zendesk was going to buy them. Zendesk right. shareholders said, please don't do that. The price tag then was around 28 bucks. It was uh, stock and cash. Now they get sold for $9.46. All right. Well, Qualtrics got a bid, too. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad that all these companies are finding a home. Important point on the Apollo Univar deal, $4 billion of debt financing from nine banks. So you can't say that the financing market's entirely dead. dead. That's very positive. Uh, That's a positive. You are making me feel terrific, It's a chemical company. They have a lot of experience there. Fairly uh, predictable cash flows. But nonetheless, nine banks line up to provide half of the purchase price in debt. thought that was notable. So the market's not frozen. The credit markets are not frozen. No, they're not frozen. It's the deposits being able to go from one place to another. That happens oh, no, at the speed of you know, this. You could easily say that un- this is the what bringing down the... This brought down Silicon Fr- Valley. Frictionless Bank. withdrawal. Yeah, I mean, you know, David, why don't you Venmo me West Lunar Alliance and I'll Venmo you uh, PacWest. How about that? We each <laughs> Venmo each other. Sounds good. Jim, airlines today um, is United a real outlier here on these. I don't we got know. a lot of guidance. Out. I think so. Ed Bastion was terrific this morning. I, I, you know, Delta. I, I think that United Airlines had some unique problems. Uh, the revenues line was fine. Uh, the what a leverage business. It goes wrong, man. It goes wrong big time. Oh, so many fixed costs. The fixed costs are a nightmare. Uh, but there's no, I think there's still very strong travel. Uh, Ashton, wanna... by the way, this is all happening at the JPM conference, said uh, demand is only getting stronger. Right. Uh, they reaffirmed the March quarter. <laughs> so, some discussion of oil spending at Alaska being above uh, plan. Right. It's, he, I wish he hadn't said what he did, but I understand. I said it because right now, as you saw from the CPI, that is the problem. Airline tickets is the outlier. 
I mean, every time we can play whack-a-mole, it's used cars, whatever, but travel's still strong because, David, we're long on money and we're short on time. I don't like that. I like that. Yeah. I'll, use I'll use it tonight. You going with that one? I'm going to go with what Ned is doing because that's, to me, is remarkable. You know, look, I'm not sure they had to do it, okay? Um, but it, it's a better company, and uh, they have to be lean. You know, that's how I feel about yeah. Well, there's now we're going to be watching jobless claims. And we had a tiny spike last week. But, I mean, at what point does seasonality get wrung out of the data and, and these anecdotes start making their way into the actual? Well, I think Mark Zuckerberg gives you cover. I mean, if you're one of these companies and you're thinking, ah, I don't want to hurt people, well, you better run it, your company meaner because a man who has all the capital in the world, that company's got a great balance sheet. They're saying you got to be meaner. And the companies, David, that can't get money from Silicon Valley Bank have to run very well. And all the companies that help them have to run. I just think it's this is a major pull. The, the, the epicenter of this uh, hopefully avoided recession is Silicon Valley. Right. Which is the one that had the most growth, that got us the most levered, that caused the most inflation. It, well, the inflation was not caused by the price of plastic. Well, I mean, when you're all at home and you're using e-commerce constantly and you're streaming and you're, right, I mean, you're ordering from warehouses. I mean, we had, they, there was a black swan thrown at the uh, industry, right? True, but yes, there was a black swan. But then today you get the news from DoorDash and uh, from Uber, California, that they're contractors. That lowers the price. I mean, that makes it so that there's yep. less help yep. in Prop 22. insurance. Yeah. Right, another court decision yeah, but that's that is favorable to Uber and Lyft that are obviously fighting against the idea that their employees should be fully deflationary. Of, right. Defl- I think they we now have be. to put a tote board of inflationary versus deflationary because there's a lot of deflationary forces that are not being picked up by a number as broad as what the CPI calculates. That's a 9% move on Lyft. I mean, obviously, it's been uh, big. crushed from the mid-40s. Right. Uh, last year. But I mean, you know, I see so many industries, we have too many players. We have too many players in cybersecurity. Too many players in companies that allow you to write good software on the cloud. Too many players that in the verticals in the cloud, whether it be events, whether it be medical records. I mean, all this is not a call. This is a clarion call that we're going to have to have a lot of mergers. And it, it has to happen fast because there's not a lot of new money coming into well, the sector. Is regulation going to clear a lane for that to happen? Part of Zuckerberg's memo mentions regulation slowing well, things down. I think that, yeah, but I think that these are companies that are going to be shotgun, that they need the capital, so they have to merge. Judging by what Mark Zuckerberg said, oh, these companies are not going to have a lot of money. What, which companies? I mean, the companies All that are... All these companies that are trying to get public. The small, yeah, the small yeah, the companies small. that were banking well, look at Silicon what you just Valley. Said. Look at the companies that you just mentioned, what price they're getting, and they're taking it. Maybe your company was at 18, you're taking nine. Right, well, that Boy. is, but of course, but that's, that's reflective of the overall market we've been well, talking about for the last year and a half, two years. I right, mean, you don't need to look at, yes, you're willing to take a, a lower price for to sell out entirely and give a control de- premium. Is that not deflationary? I suppose it is. Is what, what happened to Silicon yes. Valley Bank deflationary? Is it what happened to Signature Bank deflation? Definitely. It is having right. a contractionary impact, right? Exactly right, which is why you have a chance to be able to have one quarter point to show you're not panicked. And then you can go away. And in that case, Jesus, a lot of stocks to buy. 25 basis points and then go away? Well, what's hey, 25 yeah. basis points and we're going to ignore everything that just happened? A no. Week. No. And again. It was a it, week that shook the world. It was it, incredibly deflationary. It may not be over. 
So basically, um, we, although 20, it is nice to see all these stocks up. Sorry, twenty-five with a message that that's it. Twenty-five with a message that we got to see. We got to see if there's more problems down the pike. We don't want to be the reason why good banks have to go under because they simply bought at the generational low, not junk, but governments. Uh, we can we push them? You know now. Obviously, we now know that anybody's deposits are not sacred. I mean, the other day, didn't Silicon Valley Bank? It was, don't worry, relax. I mean, I spoke to a lot of good banks in the last 24 hours. And the one thing they don't want to do is come on air and say, hey, we're safe. Because well, then right. the target. It's always, I said that yesterday when you gave us the quotes from the chairman of First Republic. Right. It's never a good sign when you're reassuring. Well, we know that from J.P. Morgan, the original. The original. J.P. Yes. Morgan, don't, you know. And, you know, and you're, uh, Henry Ford, I know that you follow his work, you know, never complain, never explain. You're a close follower of his work. No? Of all, in all aspects. Yes, I am. Yes. Yes. Not a believer, but a, I've read him very closely. Yeah. Stay, yeah. stay with that, though. Uh, Dow's up 350 here on this uh, Tuesday. Don't forget, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just sign up and find out more at CNBC.com slash join the club or use the QR code on your screen. Uh, let's watch the yield curve today. Uh, two years made its way back almost to 4.4. Of course, remember we dropped below four yesterday and the 10 year, which was around three and a half on Monday, now 3.66. Take a look at shares of Boeing today. Nice 2% pop in a pretty good tape. Company announced it has reached a deal to sell 78 of its 787 Dreamliner jets to two Saudi Arabian airlines. By the way, do not miss an exclusive with CEO Dave Calhoun coming up in our next hour. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. We got to get used to this idea of just bloated too many companies in different industries. That's going to be the theme. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, put it in my head. Uh, this morning, Morgan Stanley comes out with a piece about CrowdStrike Holdings, talking about how well they're doing. Uh, George Kirschman did, it's doing really well. I think that when this year is over, there's going to be uh, Palo Alto Networks, which I believe is going to be out of the S&P. So that's really terrific. A club name. And CrowdStrike. That's all we need. <laughs> and the others? The others will be amalgamated or go under. I mean, that's where we're going here. Because we have too many companies in every single aspect. There are 500 enterprise software companies that are trying to come public. And, you know, I, I don't even know how they're going to get financed after the First National Bank of Reckless Lending is gone. I mean, uh, what has Benioff said lately about M&A, right? It's, it's going to rein it in. So well, you're looking for a spike in bankruptcies? Or? Well, I just think that there's going to be a, a spike in, take, in takeovers and that there's going to be, I don't want to mention bad, it's certain companies, but they're not necessary. We let everything come public for a period. This is the end. You know, we're talking about rolling back to 2019. The big excess in this economy, other than crypto, is in Silicon Valley. And that's what's being rolled back. We're not rolling back what's happening in Cleveland and Cincinnati and you know, Firestone, not, you know, I use that as, because people talk about that era of greatness where you had Goodyear and Firestone. Yeah. We're back to, to thinking that what matters is industrial America as being the template for what Mark Zuckerberg wrote today. It's very interesting. Yeah. Like, for instance, I have Honeywell on tonight. Honeywell is about trying to do more with less. Now, we hear from Honeywell, people don't say, wow. But we hear from Zuckerberg and people say, wow, new CEO. Uh, Darius had a great, unbelievable record. Uh, he's going to stay on as executive chairman. But uh, everyone must read this Zuckerberg manifesto. 
I mean, what he's saying is we got to be like other companies that are not part of Silicon Valley. We got to grow up. I love this thing. This thing is good. It does feel like the end of, of one it's era. the end of an era. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah, you got to come to work on Friday. Next thing you know, he's going to come wearing a Brioni. <laughs> think he's into Brioni? Glad you mentioned Brioni. You had the exact suit I had for one quarter of the price I paid yesterday. Yes, did you we know? did wear the same suit yesterday. Yeah, but you put the cheap first. Who wore it better? <laughs> we'll see you tonight, Jim. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to The Opening Bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.